0: this is your time your time and space there's no dream to be for you
1: to chase. i had a girlfriend i had a car i had a good job like i was paying all my bills like like why am i feeling depressed like i thought it was something wrong with me or something like you just can't explain it and Little did I know that during that time and even going back to like drinking and all of that environment, it, it's sort of like going back to the, the, the quote by Nikola Tesla. He says, if you want to understand the truth of the universe, you want to think in terms of energy, frequency and vibration. When trust without...
0: That was Sergei Brasnikov. From Power Surge Wellness, this is Duggett, the podcast. Maya, Ea, Maya, this is your time, your time and space, there's no dream to be. For you to Welcome to dugget it with my friend Serge from Power Surge Wellness, uh, the Russian Plant Powered Mafia. He's a friend, my PT, and just a legend of a guy. And um, I've known Serge for a little time now, but I haven't known his full story. And he he said he had a really interesting backstory because. You know, he's one of those guys who's so motivated, disciplined. Eats ten bananas a morning. Maybe don't know. Maybe even more bananas. I thought I was bananas, and this guy has about twenty bananas in his car. His car actually smelt so strong of bananas; <laughs> it was crazy. But anyway, he's a he's a plant powered machine, calisthenics guru, runs marathons for fun. He's got a Power Surge Wellness kind of PT inspiration page, and he also does um, the calisthenics and everything on Instagram and manages the Les Mills floor, as well as teaching me handstands and a few things once a week. So he fits a lot in and we get quite a bit in the story, particularly the stuff around the energy and how he turned his life around from moving from Russia and kind of giving up the sports background to try and find a life here and fitting in with the university scene, the, the drinking, the drugs, the Russian and Soviet kind of style of having a good time and and how he kind of hit rock bottom with that. I'd, I didn't realize all the, all the instance. Well, I had no idea what he'd got himself into. So there's some interesting interesting stories which I was uh, honored for him to have share and what struck me was how authentic he was with his words. He was, was like in a flow state as he just kind of poured out his, um, his heart, his story, and, and what he's into. So hopefully it kind of inspires you to do the same and maybe kind of turn the frequency up on your... Food, relationships, are the work you're doing. And uh, without too much further talking, here is Sergi. Think less, experience more, and I uh, hope you dug the, the chat. Here with Serge Power Wellness. Power no, Surge. Power right? <laughs> 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 Power, <Surge, laughs> Power Surge Wellness. <laughs> Power yeah. Surge Wellness. Well, and how do you say your last name,
1: Serge? Uh, um, my full name is Sergei Braznikov igrevich So my I was last say name is that, Braznikov. Braznikov. Yeah. So, like Kalashnikov, but Braznikov.
0: Cool, and you're from um, Russia then?
1: yeah i was from um, russia
0: with love and banana from the
1: cold siberia man (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so i come from the southern part of siberia which is um, right above mongolia uh, and the city called irkutsk and it's probably uh, one of the well-known cities because we've got the deepest lake in the world Uh, it's like pretty pretty beautiful place attracts a lot of tourists so yeah
0: but it's a deepest lake, but it's still a cold. Yeah, it gets very really cold over, it? yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, There's certain parts where you have uh, people traveling and camping and it's pretty uh, pretty warm temperatures. And because it's probably far away from the mountains as well, it's a massive lake. They were considering on uh, actually renaming it from the lake to the sea because how big it is. But then they're like, nah, we'll stick it we'll stick to the lake.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. It rushes. Look it's, at it on a map
1: it's it's huge. Banana's big. Yeah. Um yeah. it's one of the largest river systems floors from all the way at the top and travels all the way in, and gets it right into the Lake Baikal which is in Irkutsk and it just goes all the way down from up north, stretches out like 4-5 four, five thousand four, 5, kilometers. It's whilst wow,
0: so that from the north a river yeah, down really, into the lake so
1: yeah from the sea and then travels all oh. the way down and goes into the lake it's it's like probably the biggest river system in in the whole world and yeah
0: so you grew up there to to what age like what was your family doing and what were you doing and
1: yeah so we um we actually well i was born in Uh, in the place called Chernigovka, which is like a village where my dad served in the military and um, that's closer to Japan. And then we moved to uh, Germany actually in the 90s because they had that, um, before the Berlin Wall happened we had the Eastern Germany and Western and Eastern was the communist one. So we, we lived there for a few years until the Berlin Wall happened and we had to move out. Um, but yeah, Germany was very, uh, I was very young, so I can't remember anything, of course, but my dad and my mom seemed to have a pretty good life there. Uh, we lived in a city called Leipzig, um, and uh, we, we came to uh, Russia in 1992 back to Irkutsk, and uh, we we lived there up until 2000 and 2004, and my dad actually left irkutsk to new zealand in 2002 to learn english he sort of um i don't know everyone says he's always lucky because he does these things where he just goes out of the norm and he just makes it happen like for example he bought this bright red brand new mercedes when we left germany and he um drove all the way from germany to irkutsk which is six days straight And um, he sold the Mercedes in the and he bought like two apartments, one holiday house and two garages. Like, it's just amazing how he just like drove all the way from Germany, made the money because obviously not many people had that kind of car and it was brand new. In Russia. In Russia, yeah. And he bought like two apartments and one holiday house and two garages worth, worth that money. So well, it must have been a nice car. Yeah, it was like a, you know, Mercedes, like bright red, kind of like, and everyone in the 90s kind of like that, that mafia style was like red color tuxedos <laughs> or red colored um, jackets and stuff. And I guess that kind of fitted in, you know? Um, yeah. And, and then my dad uh, decided to move to New Zealand because we found out that we have relatives living in Auckland. Through my mom's side and he kind of just took the challenge and flew here um, me and my brother and my mom were living for a couple of years on ourselves by ourselves and he just like yeah let's 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 make it happen and here we are like we've been living here for 12 years now it's like it's just i'm so grateful for my dad you know like thinking back this is like a such a gut like just like ballsy move you know like really um inspiring yeah yeah:
0: And what was your dad working out
1: here too? Yeah, he, he found a job through this woman who was dealing with a lot of Russians and immigration and she was helping a lot of Russians to immigrate to New Zealand and she, she actually lived in Hawkes Bay, uh, and that's where my parents still live. They live in Napier and she or well, this lady who was you know working with immigration, she helped quite a lot of Russians to, to find jobs in that and my dad... Did find uh, an electrical electrical job, which he sort of ties back to what he did back in Russia. He was an electrical engineer on jet planes and 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 uh, cargo planes and stuff like that. You want to it I'm again? all I'm all good. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. We're just drinking some of the global tea hut. It's really nice, actually. Red good tea. Good tea. Yeah. Um, really smooth. And what we're doing before. And we were you at school in Russia then? During that yeah, time? Yeah, I was
1: I was in high school. I was that um I was just growing up like a normal kid, you know, quite um uh, went to the to the school, um, and just did my thing and um we we had quite a good well, back then we had a good education system where we learn everything. So we have algebra like Geogra- geographics, we have uh, music, we have physical culture, we have all these subjects where it's just packed into one thing and um, I guess it's like broadens your knowledge in terms of everything and um, even like just marching and disassembling AK-47s, like we, we had a subject which uh, is called Obaje, which means surviving in the extreme environments and so they teach you how to set up a a camp or uh, get the fire started um, how to survive in extreme environments so is just like wow like where do you get that sort of stuff you know
0: oh that's great I actually want to do that with yeah Ben Logan from New Age Primal down south do yeah. Those, get yeah those some of those skills back like, yeah um, cool and then you moved to New Zealand and we still at school here or
1: oh yeah we we, we moved in 2004 and straight after we moved about two months later i, I went and i found school uh, closer to where we lived and um, because the grade systems in russia is completely different from new zealand and uh, the dean that was at the school she kind of asked me oh, where, where were you at that time in school and i said oh, i was in year uh, i was in year eight and she's like okay you're going to year nine And was bang on but my my brother kind of fallen back a year and so he went to year 10 and I went to year 9 whereas my brother should have been in year 11 and um, but I had no English whatsoever like I was like straight fresh off the boat like don't know anything like I struggled to even understand what people were saying because of the slang and um, the way that they said the certain words and and i was just like man like even a typical example like i was playing uh, football with this kid and and i said oh let's go across the road to play on the field and he goes oh my dad doesn't allow me and to me it sounded like a loud like like a loud bang yeah so i was just like why is he saying loud like i was confusing the words and it was just like so difficult to understand i was getting crazy actually like i was and a little bit of depression for a year because you know change of environment change of school change of friends and you like have to adapt to everything new and it's like a little stress on the body like you just get picked straight off the box out of the box and then just like dropped in the in a different environment it's uh, yeah it was a bit of a challenge but it, it sort of um, uh, went on for a couple of years and we started to um oh actually going back to the to the plane when we were flying here we flew with those relatives that we found out they were in Auckland and they were flying on the same plane with us from irkutsk and me and my mom were talking to them and they said oh by the way if you struggle to speak english in, in new zealand you won't find a good job so that kind of stuck in my head oh, yeah. until until like To this day i'm like oh man i I gotta speak really eloquently and and fluid english because i gotta i gotta gotta communicate with people and so straight after that it sort of stuck in my subconscious mind and i needed to nail like every day i learned 10 words 10 new words and then like it sort of lingered for the whole for the whole two years and i and i managed to actually my brother he kind of struggles sometimes with English, but like for me, it's just like first language, you know. What does he do now? Is he, he, he? I think he will be the next Einstein. <laughs> the next Einstein. Einstein? Yeah, like he just like sits in, in his room and does this crazy things. Like he makes these like, I don't know, like he made this structurizer for water Oh, wow. Well. And then he makes these like negative ionizers that shoots the negative ions out of this tube. And he's like... Science, so mad scientist. Yeah, yeah. Loves his like, sciences and that. So, I don't know. He, he may be like the next Tesla. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Get some discount. Yeah. Get, yeah. Discount, <laughs> Get um, the Tesla coil going.
0: And then, like, what got you started in this kind of plant-based, like, were you an athlete back then? Were you interested in, like, what did you start on the food movement and yeah. the training and Yeah. how would you get into PT from there?
1: Um, so, yeah, like, looking back to when I was at school, I was always that kid where, I, like, I just hated history. I hated mathematics. I hated all the subjects. I just looked out of the window and I was looking at this, like, football field. I just wanted to go and kick Kick the ball you know like i don't care about anything else and i kind of never did the homework um and just just all i cared about is football and um and because you know in russia you like have this opportunity to learn every sort of sport because it's you know the olympics like m- majority of the sports ussr and russia uh participating in um like Athletics and football and ice hockey and all of that. So you have very much Broad spectrum of sports where you can go and learn it and proper like very good coaches, so um, And yeah, so in summer I was playing football soccer or when it gets to winter Obviously you get the snow we play ice hockey so I was always active and I guess it was in, in me from, from the get go. Like I, I knew who I wanted to be and I wanted to play football professionally from like the year like the age of six. And yeah, it just happened to be in my blood and I, I, I took on table tennis. It was a funny story actually, like this uh, coach like in his seventies, like with a bent back, like walking around like and he's still quite energetic, like like screaming at people. And um, I come in into the section where there's like at least 30 table tennis tables spread out in one line and I was just like wow this place is like enormous and I come up to this coach who's uh, You know in his 70s and I said to him oh, I want to play table tennis like where do I start? And he goes have you played before and I said no, I've, I've never tried and He goes follow me. So we walk into his office he give me this wooden racket with no covers on it and i said well how do i play like this is the, there's no covers on it he goes come with me and we walk to the main section where all the tables are and there's this little bicycle like like sort of smaller than the the big you know average bikes that you get and he turns it around and he puts it upside down and he gives me the racket and he goes stand on the side to the bike and just spin the wheel. And I was doing these like gestures with like spinning the wheel with the racket for like hours and hours and in different ways, different sides and I was just spinning the wheel just on the tip of the wheel with the racket and I was just making these like moves until I like sort of two weeks later understood like what is he trying to like what is he trying me to do like I don't need this, I want to play the like table tennis, come on and I remember to this day he just gives me the normal racket and he goes come to the table. So he throws the ball and I instinctively like just smash the same movement that I do on the wheel and then the ball goes over the other side and I was just like whoa this is like karate kid yeah. you know <laughs> but it's, it's so amazing like who would have thought of that idea. Mm. And yeah, so played table tennis for a couple of years, and um, and then my mom and my dad um, told me about this taekwondo section, and uh, we went and practiced with my brother for a couple of years. Did taekwondo, uh, and I remember to this day, like how they taught us there, and transfers into what I do. They, you know, to this day. And and then just volleyball, basketball, like all the sports they can think of, probably except scuba diving. Like I've done it, you know. Running, calisthenics, gymnastics, and yeah. So it's kind of in me since I um, since I was born, really.
0: And uh, and then getting into PT. Yeah, was that there was a, job,
1: th- th- no. There was actually a, a whole journey itself. Uh, um, personal training. Kinda just emerged from my um, my little uh, sort of how do you say bad rough patch of my life. So I, um, I was playing football in Napier in Hawkes Bay and that kind of like got me going for a few years and I was you know getting quite good with it and we were playing in uh, regionals and playing for Hawkes Bay first eleven and. Uh, and we were playing rips and it, it was really good um, system I had you know a good sort of like a regime and we were waking up early playing practicing like it was really good like environment to be in and then straight after I finished school I kind of understood that I'm not getting anywhere with it because you know New Zealand is all about rugby uh, and, and there's not much football going on in New Zealand so I kind of just thought maybe I should go to university and expand my horizons and maybe learn to get to get me somewhere because you know like that's what the normal people do these days they just go to university get a job so yeah so it's it's very um, for me it was very different environment because I' always all about the sports and and um, going to university was just like man this like scary like this is new and i remember when i moved to auckland i sort of just gave up football and i started going to pubs and partying and and it was so much fun like we were just like you know like my dad even my mom said you know cherish these moments at university because they are the best moments because after that you're gonna be thinking man i wish i went to university back like you know i got to work now but university is the fun fun environment to be in because you kind of like just meeting new people and partying and exploring these different things so yeah the first year was experimental me and my brother were uh, living in the student village where we like drank partied and occasionally went to university <laughs> what we've <started>. done <laughs> uh, i was doing bachelor's of uh, business studies so I was uh, majoring in marketing. And there was probably, well, it normally goes for three years, but it spread out for four and a half because I I failed a few subjects in my first year. <laughs> um, my brother failed miserably because he, he partied like me, but for some reason he failed like five subjects out of eight in one year, and I failed two, which sort of, you know, uh approved like for the second year i I had an acceptance where where my brother is you know he got declined because he failed too many subjects and yeah so my brother was like oh this is not for me and i and i stuck to it and i'm kind of glad that i did but along the way this whole drinking culture kind of led me into uh working in the bar and and um it it's sort of like a learning curve for me because you realize that going from the sporting background and fitness and being really well um, in terms of nutrition or what you think normal nutrition is or healthy healthy nutrition and then you go into this environment where you go into the toxic people toxic environment and toxic um, like drinking like for me personally i think some people have a good relationship with alcohol i can't because i have an addictive personality and like this whole bartending scene when i started working at the bar it was just it 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 got me into the darkest place because of my addictive personality so it's 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 very very good learning curve for me because you never understand until you experience something. And then, you know, you start to learn from it. And um, I guess this whole journey where led me to personal training started at this this bar close to the university. It's called Reservoir. And I started working as a glassy, as who you call like a person who washes glasses, you know, just like a low position where you're like entry level, still unexperienced and um, yeah it's just it's pretty good because you kind of like get to know people and again you very much excited of the new environment and 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 how you're feeling among the other people because they give off energy as well and and it's a fun environment you meet girls you like you know it's just it's just so you know um, invigorating at times but um, going back to the bartending uh, days where, you know, have you ever hang out with any of the bartenders before? Yeah, I worked yeah. As, as a bartender worked, yeah, yeah.
0: for a few years. Yeah,
1: what what was it like for uh, the, yeah.
0: Just late nights. Like my yeah. hearing is the main thing. I kind of oh, start to lose. Like the, yeah. I just remember coming home smelling a smoke and the and this, the noise, my ears would always be ringing and it'd be like five in the morning, you stay for a work, yeah. a drink after work. Yeah. And like so I said, I'd just be, cause you want to meet girls mainly. Yeah, you yeah. want to have a good yeah. time. Yeah. And and so you kind of like, you're out with everyone yeah. and you work at a cool bar and it, it was just like, what else do you do on a Friday, Saturday night? Like mm. everyone goes out. So, yeah. and then it was just, a good good job and then you, you feel like you're an insider too so you feel like oh i know the guys now and have a night yeah, off yeah, and you yeah. get free drinks and it's, yeah exactly um, that's where you want to be you want to get the free yeah. drinks
1: <laughs>
0: but oh i don't was there a particular low
1: point for you yeah it it's it became like a spiral uh it was very much a slow um like sort of funnel i was going down and um I remember I was working with this Russian guy at Reservoir who was pretty good at what he did. He was really passionate about it, and and uh, there was an opportunity for me to step up and and grow a little bit in the bartending world and and making cocktails and all of that stuff. There was a bar. I think it's still there to this day. It's called Lenin on Biduct. and that Russian guy who worked with me, he said, "Oh, there's an opportunity to get a job at Linen Bar because." there's this south african dude who used to work at reservoir he now works at linen and he's uh he was like oh man i'm working at the russian bar but there's no russians what is this like i gotta hire them where are they and so he started hiring like all these russians and girls and guys and and he got like a massive team of like 10 people and they're all russian uh little does he know that having too many Russians in one place can be disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, we started working at Lenin Bar with, um, with my man Igor, uh, who worked with, with me at Reservoir. And, and again, it was just, it, it was a new environment. It was a much bigger club, and it was more of a nightclub rather than a bar. And, again, we, we, we worked up until, like, six a.m. sometimes serving thousands of people through the night and it, it it was much more on the scale of drinking it was much more intense so you get into uh spirits rather than beers and wine you get into like sh- drinking shots and you get into like much more heavy drinking than than you you know drink at your first job, and so uh and, and, you know, when you meet Russians, you kind of go and meet more and, 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 and then all of a sudden you, you kind of like drink really heavily. You go out on Monday, you go out on Tuesday, you go got, you, you don't have to particularly like, oh yeah, like today, is Saturday, I have to go out. Yeah. It can be Monday, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be any particular day of the week. And, and yeah, it's, it's just started to sort of go downhill from there. I got, uh willful damage um i was at the party with with the russians that i met at the bar and um, at the time i bought a new mercedes like i saved up for so long to buy that car it was unbelievable and um i was drinking at at one of the parties and i left my 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 car keys in the ignition and i remember that the music was going and and all of a sudden i see my car just like driving off like shooting off and i was i was you know thinking what's going on like someone stole my car and because i was like panicking i was a little bit drunk i uh, i came out of the house and i kicked someone else's car just like really angrily and there was a neighbor's uh, neighbor's land rover i believe and it was a massive dent in the door and they called the police and i got arrested or willful damage there was uh, my first um, my first experience with the police and um, but it was just a joke the c- couple of guys were drunk just like me sat in the car just wanted to go for a spin just wanted to go for a drive and then they came back and um, I wasn't there of course I was <laughs> I was arrested and um, yeah, that, that was my first experience with police and from there I, I had multiple drink drivings. I had first drink driving before Christmas, the night before Christmas and I wasn't even that much over the limit because I was under 19. The limit for the alcohol consumption yeah. is very, very much uh, smaller than, than your average adult. And my second drink driving was, it's, it's all the same people that I hang out with the first charge was willful damage it was the same people drink driving was the same people second drink driving was after a night out in the club and we left at like 7 a.m I've drunk throughout the whole night and um, I was I thought I was sweet to drive and I felt normal but i made an illegal turn and I got caught again and back then thinking oh, this is not my fault it's just like a, a a unfortunate event you know i made a mistake oh well like a lot of people drink drive they they don't get caught so i was blaming on external forces like not my own not my own faults so yeah and and it's and it's from there it's just like going downhill you get into uh drugs you you go and experience uh ecstasy you um you just go into more more stuff because you get to know club managers you get to know wealthy people and 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 it's just spiralized from from there yeah yeah and 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 again like I started working at Euro bar which is on Prince's Wharf, and at the time it was owned by the master chef Simon Gold and and it's just the environment is there it's completely different it's a restaurant but you wouldn't even like realize how much like alcohol people drink especially you know, lawyers, teachers, it's just bizarre. Like it's really, um, people don't know how much that goes behind the scenes, you know, and, and what people do in that, in that environment. Yeah.
0: And then you, what got you out of it?
1: Um, I, um, I went out with my friends and I remember, because I always was healthy, I, I never actually wanted to drink. Back in the days, I never used to drink. I thought it was just a ridiculous idea. And when you get into it, obviously, you don't know any other ways. And I guess um, my friend flew from Napier, who I met in uh, 2005. And he was a Ukrainian guy. He was living in Auckland as well. He got, um, he got convicted for an assault on a woman and a man in the, in the bar. And he was telling me the story when we went out in the night of Auckland, before his flight. He caught a flight to Turkey to see his family uh, from Ukraine. And he was telling me the story, like, I uh, got caught, like, this is what happened. I don't even remember anything. Uh, I'm getting in trouble, like, massively because he's not even a resident. And I was like, man, this is so unfortunate. And and you know he's a bit of a troublemaker himself he put it upon himself but um we went out that night and i remember the last thing i remember is i didn't want to drink and we went to this party in in one of the apartments in the city and there was a massive bulgarian russian environment where people was just like drinking heavily and and i don't remember anything straight after that like i woke up in the police station again and i remember i had to open a restaurant that day it was sunday morning and i was completely baffled i was like what am i doing here i can't remember anything not even a single um single moment Uh, i'm panicking Uh, i don't even know what time it is and um like the, the time was dragging slowly ticking because i was like thinking too much And about two hours later, one of the police guards comes in and he said, oh, you've got done for an assault. And it was just like a nightmare. I was sitting there, like, devastated. I'm like, what have I done? Like, I can't can't even remember a single thing. And I was thinking I was dreaming, like it was just a bad nightmare. But obviously it was real. And um, I ended up just being really intoxicated and I assaulted someone. And I think that was the catalyst for for thinking like this is um this has got to stop like what am i doing with my life like i'm i'm completely destroying myself like i'm not getting anywhere and you know and and again you are trying to blame others for it but then you're thinking i gotta i gotta pick my um, pick myself up and get myself out of there and so i guess for me back then i I had the willful damage, two drink drivings and an assault charge all close together and I had a chance of getting deported from a country because these all convictions were quite close together. And all I did was go to the gym, I signed up at Leeds Mills, go to the gym, go to court, go to the gym, go to CADS, Community Alcohol and Drug Services, and go to uh, Anger Management course. And, um I, I like I, I'm not an angry guy. Like I wouldn't even head a flight to be honest. Like, and I was just thinking, man. Like I'm not angry. Like look at the people that sit next to me. They're completely out of control. They like almost want to fight you. at the actual anger management course. Like you know. <laughs> and yeah, so the cats thing. I think the cats thing was really helpful. Because, you know that alcoholic anonymous you go into that crowd and people had to introduce themselves like hi my name is search i'm an alcoholic and there was one guy who walked in into the room sorry my bad should have turned it off there was one guy who walked into the room who was really well dressed he had nice shiny shoes really well groomed and the guy was like just sitting down and, and I was thinking, what is he doing here? This is like a wrong room for him. He should be at work dealing with like important, um, you know, uh, things. And, and there goes his, his um, sort of turn where he goes, hi, my name is um, Jack or whatever. I can't remember his name. And he goes, I'm an air traffic controller and I'm an alcoholic. And I was, I, I just thought to myself, wow, there's a lot of people that have a problem. And, you know, there was a guy who was completely out of control. He was just not making any sense. And I thought, man, this is not me. Like, I, I have no problem. I was walking into the place and I saw billboards on the way to the, to the kids. And it was like a Heineken billboard next to the kids. And I said, oh, man, I felt like drinking when I was coming here. And, and the guy who was running the whole thing was just looking at me very angrily like what are you talking about we're here to solve problems not not to create some but then i thought man maybe i do have a problem like i need to i need to step out of this and something like stuck in my head and just said i don't want to be that guy like i don't want to end up brain cell dead like person sitting there like not thinking about like anything just alcohol and drugs and relying on that so and I think I slowly, um, I still went out and I slowly got myself out of the environment like, and, and I remember one day I just said to my friend, man, I'm giving up drinking. And he said, what? Oh man, come on, you already said this like so many times. We'll we've, 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 we drink next weekend, don't worry. And since that day I haven't even touched like a sip of alcohol, like I haven't drunk for since two thousand thirteen, really, yeah, yeah, it's it's a very um, it was the darkest moment because you 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 end up thinking like you're gonna get deported back to Russia. Your family is here, and you you can't get a job because you've got convictions, and and it's just a very scary moment. But happily, that that all of these events happened for a reason, and I got discharged, and and um, I managed to pick myself up and. And get myself healthy again and i started looking into extreme things again <laughs> being very addictive so i i switched to i gave up drinking the next day i went vegan raw vegan uh and and i just started like completely different life yeah it was very um very hard but it was it was something that i needed yeah how did, why
0: the diet changed
1: too i um i i've um because I was training like a body, like a normal bodybuilder, and I was eating lots, lots of protein. And when I was working at Euro, even though I was drinking, I was still like going to the gym five times a week and training quite a lot. And I was eating like, like one of my shakes included like seven raw eggs, and then a cup of milk, two scoops of protein, and then uh, a banana. So like this is, was my like first shake in the morning, and very very protein high protein diet i felt like space heated and i felt very uh very insecure anxious and also maybe it was related to alcohol because it's still kind of like a poison i guess for the body but you feel very um you have no thoughts in your mind you kind of sit in there and thinking like what's going on like uh, am i dumb because <laughs> there's nothing coming into your head and you're relying on coffee because you're thinking like oh you, you might need like stimulants or something like you're drinking red bull coffee to pick yourself up and you start to like function a little but you just like hey you, you think you're eating normal like i would have a sandwich with salmon and cottage cheese but like for me it wasn't working and my dad My dad like started doing this white bamboo breathing, like kind of like Wim Hof stuff. And he had liver problems since he went to Afghanistan war in the 1980s. He never used to drink and my mom never used to drink. And my dad, even though he drank maybe once in a while, he had like lots of issues with his liver. He had, like, massive hangovers and consequences after that. So he started this thing, like, this breathing work, and from that he met a guy through Skype who was talking about, like, not eating meat and being more spiritually, like, evolved. So he started doing that. Um, But he wasn't, like, telling us. He was just, like, you know, eating um, and slowly adjusting. And all of a sudden I see my brother interested in it because he was still studying at the university alongside me and He didn't have money to buy meat because obviously you have I fillet which costs like $42 a kilo he was just buying like vegetables and fruits and My brother never used to eat healthy He used to eat like pasta with corned beef That was his normal staple Pasta and corned beef every day. No vegetables. He hated avocados. He hated everything just like greasy food and and pastas and yeah and he's he's like man i feel awesome i'm like eating broccoli avocado salad and i feel amazing and i'm looking at him like what are you talking about (laughs) like this is not food man you gotta eat your chicken (laughs) and and yeah and i say this is not for me man like i gotta eat my protein i gotta get big and um and then my mom started doing it and like my dad was like calling me through skype and he was just telling me like man you gotta do it this is the way like this is like amazing you gotta trust me this is i was like nah man maybe i'm 50 when i'm 50 i'll i'll, I'll jump onto the bus, but this diet is not for me and and i think maybe because they're a little bit influenced and i was like when they told me about like the word vegan itself like i didn't even know that existed it was very um new like term that you'd never heard of i heard about vegetarians but i never heard about vegans like what like (laughs) this is aliens (laughs) you know but um and then yeah and i just like sort of intuitively um went into it and i said like i gotta try it and man the detox was heavy because like like i was doing drugs and i was drinking alcohol and uh, I think all of that was just coming out on me I um. I lost a lot of weight uh, excess weight because I was overweight and I never really thought about it it's when I looked at the photo at one of the photos I was like man I have a lot of chubby I gotta I gotta get myself into shape and um, yeah I, I guess it was just naturally happening for me because like if i if i want to do something i'll go into the water i'm not gonna go up to the knee i'm gonna go full body in like if you're swimming you're swimming full body you're not going just yes, like for a walk uh it's cold and then you're coming out like if you're swimming you'll go in so for me it was just like if i do it that's it like i'll or anything on the way so like i was just like Testing this new nutrition and I was buying like boxes of bananas from like The farmers markets and yeah, it was very um, Very new, but it was hard because I was detoxing quite a lot. I remember I was working at Les Mills when I changed my career I couldn't even walk upstairs because from the shit that was coming out of me like the blood the toxic stuff that was like sitting in like I was just detoxing heavily um, and that was one of the things that my brother told me you gotta go through this bec- before you actually feel better because you met I, I mean you eat the way that you eat for so many years and you expect to feel better two hours later or two weeks later it's not going to happen so yeah that was a bit of a learning curve for me and then you
0: hit had a sweet when did you hit a point where you're like wow this is unreal Yeah,
1: yeah I've, I've hit a point where um, like this whole like new diet like got me into very different jobs. And one of my friends who used to work in the bar industry as well, or bartending industry, she offered me a, a, a part-time three-month um, temporary position in the marketing at one of her, um, one of her jobs to help her out. And I was working at the bar and also marketing. And also Saturday, Sunday, I used to work at the gym at Les Mills, where I still work to this day. And it was just a natural transition. I quit the bar scene and then when the marketing contract sort of finished, they didn't offer me any uh, any other contracts or they didn't continue it. So like I've asked the bar um, Like I thought, nah, I'm not going back to the bar. Like this is not happening, and I was getting pennies at the gym. Like I was getting like fifteen dollars an hour, and there was no way getting me any food or like to cover my my basics, you know. But that whole thing just like happened naturally. I got full time, got full time hours at the gym, and I was able to just like live from paycheck to paycheck. And I just stuck to it. And I remember to this day, there is a moment where I felt like crazy detoxing into this like boom, like was just like completely went high level energy, buzzing, um, running around, like just so happy, like just totally different energy. The anxiety went, the depression went, everything just disappeared. And one of the things I didn't tell you is that I was uh, in chronic depression. From 2009 to 2013, I was in very heavy depression where to the point of suicide. So it was very much in the background, no one knew about it. And I was kind of hiding it for so many years. And it just just disappeared. Like it it just nowhere, like I felt amazing. Like, what
0: were the depressive qualities? Like, because like, I have really down mm. moments, and mm. it's last well, 20 you earlier, I'm like, what, hap- what happened like today? What did I eat? Or then I'm feeling kind of low and just focusing on not good things. I'm mm. usually not around friends, mm. I'm not exercising. And mm. so I, I just, I'm like, I can't think my way through this. I got to just jump in the water or go for a big run or. or mm call you up or something yeah. to do a workout yeah. um, but what was what were those kind of tendencies or qualities or thoughts or what did that look like
1: yeah so depression is something that you um, a lot of people go through it and it's very unknown to people because sometimes in life you can have everything good like you've got a car you've got money you've got everything you need probably better than any people in this world and everything is right but in your head everything is wrong so you feel like you're worthless you feel like you are not in control you feel like hiding away you feel like not talking to anyone you feel like just closing yourself and 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 you just feel you can't explain it. it is just you just feel down like, and I see it even at the gym like some people are like yeah man today is so good like such a good day and then this like person oh man life's so shit like New Zealand's crap people are people are dicks and you think man why is like one person so happy here whereas this people are so unhappy and and this is how I felt back in the days like you just can't explain it like I had a I had a girlfriend I had a car I had a good job like it was paying all my bills like Like why am i feeling depressed like i thought it was something wrong with me or something like you just can't explain it and little did i know that during that time and even going back to like drinking and all of that environment it's sort of like going back to the, the the quote by nikola tesla he says if you want to understand the truth of the universe you want to think in terms of energy frequency and vibration so you are drinking heavily and you're detoxing yourself. I mean, you, you're putting toxic sludge in, in you and you're eating bad foods, takeaways, you're hanging around bad people, you're not exercising, you're not drinking enough water, you like don't have a meaningful goals in life and it all has an impact on how you feel on energetic level. So let's say we look at the word itself, deep rest, it broken down into two words. You need deep rest. Depressed from what? So you need depressed from alcohol. You need depressed from drugs. You need depressed from junk foods, bad foods that make you feel worse. Uh, you need depressed from bad people that drain your energy. Because people, you know, like when you go into a party and you just feel this really good person, you just want to be around them. And some people are just like, "Whoa, I gotta stay away from this person." It's like their energy is just giving that off and and i think people can drain your energy as well and and it's just like that word itself stuck to me and i remember researching depression and a medical doctor explained it this way the reason why people are depressed is because there's an inflammation inside the body that creates a signal or a um uh, sort of like a yeah, like a signal that, that something is not right. You need... Like, for example, if animals are sick, they don't eat. They uh, they just starve themselves. Whereas people that, when they're depressed or anxious, they eat. They, they just, like, go on junk food or they eat chocolate a lot or just to cover that pleasure or cover that bad state with, with the pleasure. So um, we are creatures of uh kind of like avoiding pain and gaining pleasure everything we do in life is to avoid pain or gain pleasure so let's say you eat junk food you're gaining pleasure from taste but five minutes later you feel like oh man i actually uh, shouldn't have eaten that because it's gonna not give me any benefit so inflammation in your body is telling you that you need to sleep more you need to eat well you need to exercise you need to get the right people inside. but people get a wrong idea that something is wrong with them and they go on medical drugs they actually feel worse off from the drugs and they are they don't know how to help themselves and people can actually get out of the depressive state by focusing on the things that create energy Good energy because you know like people got told that Russians drink heavy and which is true but looking back centuries ago Russians never used to drink it's such a it's such a misconception vodka used to be a herbal drink people don't know that it was a medicine but since the Western world brought the alcohol into Russian environment people started drinking heavily and I remember watching to this date a KGB little fragment from KGB um, uh one of the lectures that they have a secret secret lecture and one of the guys said that alcohol is a genetic weapon to make people on the energy on the energy level to make people dumb and to suppress them down so if you think back to a lot of the sports or anything that's even in olympics man like or any major event there's a alcohol in like sponsored by the you know like it's a major sponsor of a major olympic event and so people people are revolved around alcohol for so many uh, for so many years so it's like a um yeah it's it's, it's very it, it's very much uh can be a good thing to do like for some people that are, have a healthy relationship with alcohol they can enjoy a glass of wine that's fine and if you can get good wine as well maybe you can get some antioxidants But for me, man, like I can just destroy myself with that stuff. It's just like so addictive. And I can go out and I can still feel that temptation to drink and I want to party because that's like, yeah, let's go into the good, like the the good energy. But it's not. It's just a false, um, false advertisement that we get. Like, you know, if you drink, you'll get this pretty chick. Like, have you seen Russian alcoholics? They're lying on the ground in the freaking snow, dirty as hell. You're not going to get a chick by drinking vodka. But if you've seen, like, vodka advertisements, there's, like, a, a pretty guy in a tuxedo drinking um, vodka straight in the glass with a little bit of ice, and then he's, like, next to this beautiful woman. It's a false advertisement. That's what we sold. But if you look into reality, you're a drunken yoga guy stretching on the... <laughs> on the little seat you know because you're collapsed from the 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 the, the 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 no control in your body so yeah and i guess depression is a very misunderstood area in the society and you can get out of it easy like it's it's people a lot of people can help themselves as long as they look into healthy alternatives and again uh, i've talked about the, the energy enhancers like you've got electrical currency going through your through your nervous system which you can improve by eating the right foods uh, exercising being in nature drinking healthy um, living water you can um, have meaningful relationships with healthy people that grow you that nurture you instead of putting you down Um, again being in the right environment like temperatures not extreme temperatures um, and then also having meaningful goals in life, and also just just basic things that create good energy in you, and that can 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 sometimes solve. Even just have like orange juice, squeezed orange juice, and sitting, sitting on the grass, looking at sun, like can create so much joy. Like you, you don't have to look at like oh, what pill do I need to drink from from curing this sort of disease, or we can sometimes get into the more complex stuff and complicate things rather than simplify them you know yeah
0: and what what works for you now like what do you try and have as a staple in your because you're training hard like one arm handstands doing big runs and like and i remember you told me you'd have like two bunches of bananas for breakfast
1: yeah that's very very much (laughs) so one extreme to the other but it's a good um but are there together. any
0: any kind of rituals or routines you try and keep in your day like a meditation or a workout or a green smoothie or something or is there what what kind of keeps you going now or is I it th- just all part of it
1: Yeah it's it's all uh, like a cohesive like a it's it's like you know when they when they say vitamin C is good for you and people buy a tablet for vitamin C it's like uh, it's a isolation approach so you your lungs don't work without your heart. Your liver doesn't work without your kidney. So like, everything is synergetic So like, if you want to have a a a holistic approach and a holistic life and really good life, you need to look at the like whole package. It, it's not like okay, nutrition is the answer. Like, no, it's not. Like you gotta sleep well. You gotta relax. You gotta meditate. You gotta exercise. It's a whole package. So. Uh, I think for me personally like because i have an addictive, addictive personality i can go off track with my sleeping and i can like i'm a workaholic i can admit that like i work ridiculous hours like i can work up to uh seven days a week non-stop for two years and not not even have a day off but i know that it's not doing me any any good and it's probably damaging my body in terms of processing you know waste out of my brain or like um you know just basic recovery from inflammation and stress and because even though you have a good job you still can be stressed just from too much too much thoughts or uh there might be a little you know um thing that you need to solve with your work or it's still like little stress it's a f- uh, flight or, or f- fight or flight response like even if you were living in a in nature you would have a fight or flight response every now and then because you'd like maybe getting attacked by a beer or something like that but every day every single person in life is getting exposed to a fight or flight response on probably every minute because they're like thinking about what do you need to buy for your girlfriend uh, for her like valentine's day and then you're thinking about what is like your boss is gonna think of you and then you like thinking about all these things and you don't even have time to process anything in your life so i think it's like holistic approach is the best way to do it like because one dogmatic view like okay nutrition is the answer is not because you got to do everything well and it's hard to do because you know like we want to be successful in life and want to have you know monetary um, you know like savings and be like stress-free because you know money is important to live and be, be able to afford things that we want to afford um, and I guess everyone like nowadays I know they have two three jobs just to afford the things that they want to afford so it's like you're you're reducing your sleep and you're reducing some of the things that you can you know use as a as a benefit to your health um, and it's harder to do because you know everyone's got to eat sleep and and have shelter um, and i guess one of the things that i got into when i was working as a gym instructor at les mills when i just started working there is meditation meditation is like something that you it's like this if you put it into give or take approach so you're giving something to someone Or you're taking something away from someone like if you go to a bank you borrow the money and you have to return it with the interest it's applied to everything else in life so let's say you borrow the energy from coffee you got to return with the interest so it's the same thing you're giving energy while you're exercising you're taking the energy back and you feel better the next day so everything in life is give or take you give someone something you will get some sort of uh benefit out of it because that if you like give someone for free a piece of piece of like chocolate or something and they appreciate that they might give you something more in return it's it's always like that so if you meditate you get into that state where you just clear your mind you give that energy away you clear mind you have no thoughts you focus on your breathing you're giving yourself this like pure energy where you um just isolating yourself from too much stimulants in the life like we process thoughts every single second and so meditation is one of the things where you can just bring yourself center yourself focus on breathing and we know that like the three elements that are important in life are sunlight oxygen and water most of the living things thrive on these three and so breathing like focusing your breathing while you're in meditation can increase the oxygen intake and most of the stress people that are in fight-or-flight response they they breathe really shallow so there you go like meditation can be a powerful weapon that even in america now a lot of business people sports teams they get into the meditation side of things because they know it works and it's been scientifically proven to increase the mental capacity the focus the the um you know the the presence of being here now and not thinking about anything in the future or in the past it just you just get into that like control state where you in control of your life rather than life controlling you so meditation was a powerful weapon for me and and i found it really beneficial i still do it to this day not to the extent that i did when i had more time but you still get like 10 15 minutes before your bed or when you wake up in the morning and it just gives you totally different day you can even use affirmations when you meditate that's one of the most powerful things you can do you emit the energy out there in the metaphysical form that we don't see but you can create a powerful message by what you're looking into so let's say you're um you're driving and a black cat crosses the road and you and, and you think oh man something bad is going to happen to me but it changed their thinking man like think okay black cat crossed the road something good is going to happen to me like this is what we need to look at look at the positive things and like feed it in, in you like and that's what when you meditate you can just create that powerful message inside your brain and think like okay today is going to be the best day of my life and i'm in control of it yeah
0: nice yeah. i like that yeah. it's very like yeah tony robbins or yeah. you know like loving yourself and mm. and even ben warren was talking about that the brain releasing chemicals when you yeah have those thoughts the mm. placebo effects so yeah. powerful yeah. um we better get. You got work at two thirty. We better wrap it up, huh? Oh,
1: we we still got time. Still yeah, still time. Yeah, we have got maybe ten more minutes. Okay, well. cool. Yeah.
0: Um, what? Because then you've done a few different things. Like you've been doing, like training pretty hard. You you went and met Timothy Sheaf. Was that yeah. like? Did you have some mentors or idols or people you wanted to be like, or yeah. like a bigger goal now?
1: Yeah. Well. You know, like you probably know the same person that I'm talking about, um, Rich Roll, who um, taught me a lot of things. uh, Rich Roll's podcast, he brings a lot of the um, different people that are not normal, like paradigm-busting people. People like you. Uh, Well, (laughs) not like dogmatic thinking people. And and one of the people that I really liked on the podcast was Timothy Sheaf because he kind of spoke the same language as me because he was into um, sports and he was in the same nutrition sense and, and thinking-wise, it was just very similar and I was really vibrating on the same level as that guy and I was thinking, man, that would be cool to meet him and I was le- um, looking into his videos on YouTube and he had a channel and he was just like very enthusiastic about the whole plant-based eating and, and I was just like, man, I need to meet this guy and um, little did I know like I have a, a, a person that I started training at Les Mills who is English and he used to, well, he's born and bred Londoner. And he, um, he, is a best, he has a best friend who is a personal tour manager for Skepta. He's a grime rapper in London. And Skepta has a brother. His name is Jamie. He's also a grime rapper. But Jamie and Skepta are kind of like yin and yang. So... Skepta is more like into his um, drinking, drugs, and, and, and very heavy grime, whereas, um, whereas JME is more like Yin. He's more into like he's eating plant-based as well, and he's very successful guy. and He's a best friend of Timothy Sheaf. So there was like a personal connection through some people. And then what I also found out is that Tim Sheaf has a flatmate, um, her name is Millie, and she used to go to school with Nick Corliss and Jason Corliss in Bucklands Beach in New Zealand. And I was just mind-blowing. There's like a, this connection from both ends. And I was thinking, man, this, this is like a, a, a sign. I have to meet this guy. And so I reached out to him, and, and we started talking. I started buying his uh, clothing brand, which is called Ethics and Antics, uh, because he is all about the antics and like having fun and training and he does parkour and then ethics being an ethical athlete, like an athlete, athlete, athlete. So um, he's more into sustainable living, looking at sustainable clothing that is organic fair trade. And so I started buying his clothes and then all of a sudden like I'm connecting with him and he's he's saying thank you for supporting his brand. And and I went flying to Europe last year and, and I was like, I texted him and I was like, "Oh, it would be cool to meet up." Like, and I texted Millie and, and Millie was like, "Yeah, come around. It'll be awesome to meet you." And and there I was. it was just like in his apartment where he films all his like YouTube videos. Uh, I was just like a. It made me realize that anything in life that we want to achieve, we can achieve real easy, as long as we decide is that what we want to do, because. The moment you think about something, you create that that thought into action. Action creates into meeting people, going into different places. So just a mere thought about it can can spiralize um, the events that occur in your life. So, like you can create anything as long as you realize that's what you want to do. Like I wanted to meet Tim chief and I made it happen. Like who would who would have thought that few years later would be sitting in his apartment eating rice donuts with this guy and like watching UFC and talking about like powerful messages from Coldplay that is like just mind blowing you're just sitting there like thinking that's crazy like and even though there's such a little thing that that you think is not important or like it's not such a big deal but it is because if you can manifest that as simple as meeting that person you can manifest bigger things you can create something bigger in life and impact on the larger scale rather than just going from day to day and being a normal person you you have the power to create powerful things in life and you're in control of it
0: nice man yeah. I love yeah. I love that yeah just when you start looking for something how you start joining yeah. the dots and the yeah yeah universe provides um what's uh what are you what are you wanting to manifest next is there anything
1: i, I want to be um i, I want to have something in terms of what we learn in this world i want to create something that gives the platform to people to learn uh, it, it doesn't have to be anything specific, it can be uh, a physical place where people will learn unconventional wisdom. Um, I want to create something that is a place where you go, where you can learn about meditation, where you can learn about nutrition, where you can learn about uh, the things that we don't normally get taught. Like, who tells you about nutrition? Like, I live with a doctor and he lives off junk food. And I think there's a disconnection between the medical industry and the food industry because you don't get the basic information in school. Like, who knows what where you get vitamin E from? Like, I, don't, I wouldn't have a clue back then. Like, I didn't even know vitamin E existed until people say, okay, there's vitamin A, B, C, whatever. But we don't get the basic information. So creating that, that platform where people can learn And go into the place where you can we can get the basic information uh, Have the testimonials from other people have these different approaches and have positive information for people rather than Discrediting and reprimanding people that are doing the things completely different to you. So one of the things that i posted throughout my journey on facebook can be very controversial and people like why are you like you know everyone's different and so i agree with that to some extent but um very much so all the animals in nature are the same they eat the same they 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 look the same even though they might be slightly different but i think that we can create a positive message by doing and actioning the things that we do so let's say you're preaching something you can just do it and not even push it upon anyone and maybe one day person say oh man I love your energy like the amount of people came up to me at work and they're like man you're buzzing like you know you open a, a, a gym at 5:15 in the morning and you have these people walking in stumbling across the footpath and they look like zombies and then there you are you're like hey man how's it going like high five. yeah let's go and they're like man you have way too much energy for 5:15 in the morning and then the people start to wonder what is he doing like that that they creating that much energy like you can create positive message by just doing what you're doing you don't have to preach it upon people you don't have to push it you can just like fuck it let's do it. Live <laughs> it yeah live it and then just just do what you're going to do, because you never know who you might inspire.
0: Beautiful. Any other books or resources or movies that have kind of inspired inspired you too, or other people other than?
1: I think um, a really good book is um, World Peace Diet by Will Tuttle, who talks about food on metaphysical uh, level, on physical level, on spiritual level, on nutritional level, and it just covers all the areas and it's a very good book to understand how food works. And, and, and it, like I've learned a lot from uh, how fear, anxiety and depression is created inside you because the minute you start to eat uh, an animal flesh that is murdered or, or being, being oppressed or um, kind of like uh, the animal that doesn't wanna die, it creates a lot of adrenaline and fear inside its own blood so then you're consuming it and it creates that absorption in your body so you feel that same thing that they're feeling because you absorbed it on a metaphysical like level it's bizarre but that's what he talks about in the book uh, that's one thing uh, another book is uh, biology of belief by um, uh, uh, bruce lipton and that got me thinking about the epigenetics which means above genetics how we can create anything uh, positive or negative by just switching the external and internal environment in us. And um, a third book is going to be How to to Win Friends and Influence People. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that's a good book because, like, uh, that got me smiling quite a lot of times when I think back to that book. And I... I just smile a lot more often i just laugh a lot a lot more often and i'm less serious because life is about uh you know being human you can cry sometimes but it's like if you if you're giving something to people without expectation is one of the examples from the book and just being yourself and letting others be them and that can create a positive effect on people again it's like you're not trying to change them who they are you just you know like you are who you are like i love you who, who you are and then you love yourself for being you and that's just one thing that you can just do to influence people you don't have to uh, you know change people yeah mm. yeah i like that man yeah.
0: you're uh you're inspiring just doing what you're doing and uh as a plant-powered yeah. machine what's your favorite Thanks, fruit or vegetable
1: um i love figs Ah, um, oh, the I, season too. Yeah, a lot, I I remember. I always go to Hogs Bay because they're abundant there, and I buy different varieties. Um, the the figs are like nat- nature's jam, <laughs> you know. Like you break them up, and they're like so cre like so like sweet and, and jam like inside. So that's my favorite, I guess. And
0: last meal, if you had a last, you know. Last uh, meal today. Or just a uh, favorite, you know, one last dinner or, or lunch or have you got a favorite meal you like to make or, or have?
1: Oh, that's, that's a very interesting one. Um, I really like Thai food. Thai food is like my favorite because you get the the different exotic flavors like ginger, the chilies, the coconut and lemongrass. And it's just like so um, so exciting to eat that because you just like... You, you know we 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 love the taste as 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 long as we get the nutritional needs we can always look at the taste we still want to enjoy the food uh, that we eat so uh, it's very um, unique in some sort so I love the Asian Thai food yeah nice. yeah and one
0: last if you had a do might don't mind if I record this one but if you had um one oh I might even turn it around with the light so I get you. Just looking a little bit sharp there, yeah. Sergi. If you had uh, one billboard or message or thing you'd like to change or see um, in the world, what, what, is there anything that pops to mind?
1: On the billboard?
0: Or just like a message for people, you know? Uh,
1: rule number one, don't be a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh Jesus! <geez>. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, don't be a dick, man. <laughs> Be a normal human. Spread the love. <laughs> oh, cheers,
0: brother. Thanks, brother. Ah, that was oh, tip top. Crushing
1: that you're a. Thanks, yeah, brother. man. Man, you have been the change. Yeah. It's Super inspiring to hear your story. Thanks, brother.
0: To train with you, yeah. it's a it's yeah. a gift. You're a yeah. real gift, man. Yeah. So I, I guess it's you. like
1: once you experience the bad things, you don't want to go back there, man. Mm. You just wanna you just wanna feel good, and, and yeah, it's so good man. Feels <laughs> good to be good man. Ah <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much, man. Thank yeah, you, appreciate.
0: Sergi. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, brother. Some adventures on the way. To grow. Cool, thanks to you. Thanks to Serge. Check him out. I'll include all the show notes in the comment section or in the in the show notes section. If you want to check Serge out. Palsy Wellness is his page on Instagram and Facebook. And you can check him out at Les Mills as well. And maybe even uh, if he's super keen to sign up for a PT session with him too. He's a real guru and super just curious, works so hard. And, and he holds you accountable too, which I, which I love. And hopefully his uh, his passion for food has got to kind of inspired to something nice as well. So thanks again for listening if you enjoyed it maybe someone else will as well leave a comment share it review it uh, even a review for me too i know i need some uh, work with the inclination with the intros the outros always striving to get better and uh from another kind of hero of mine this is franco from the Gayatri Tree playing us out he's had a similar story of uh riding the waves ups and downs and, and creating something beautiful out of it so enjoy less, experience more. Thanks again for tuning in. Maya, here, Maya, here, Maya,
1: Maya, Maya, all in this present
0: trust without fear
1: when we trust without fear